0: underpowered hour on this week's show the top 10 land rovers of all time according to hot cars and then a very special interview with land rover luminary michael bishop and now here's the show Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at the or follow us on Instagram at The Barris Collection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend,
1: Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the British Association Fastener to Stevens Metric Torx Fastener. I am the obscure thread form of podcasting, Ike Goss. i own and operate pangolin 4x4 in springfield oregon where we live and breathe land rovers check us out online on facebook instagram at pangolin 4x4 let's get started
0: all right ike well it's another week and some more land rover news uh, this is an article from uh, hot cars which i know you're a big fan of it's uh, automobiles dressed in uh, alluring negligees and uh, swim costumes and uh, what have you uh, and hoping... also cars that just overheat a lot so it actually it's it makes sense yeah
1: i land was rovers hoping are... it was just cars on fire Yeah, anyway. on fire
0: hot cars well hot cars has come up with a list of uh, 10 land rovers you can drive for decades so mm. i thought i would run through this list for you and see if you agree with hot cars on you know so far as is the, the hot cars list
1: quick question quick question now uh-huh. this is This is 10 models of Land Rover that you can drive. Okay. I
0: thought not individual cars.
1: I thought there was just 10. (laughs) There's a millions that have been boosted. That may also be true. That may also be true. But this this is specific to
0: the models. So the number 10, which I guess would, would that mean it's the it's the least likely to be driven for 10 years? I don't know. The 2010. Range Rover Sport, apparently because they replaced the 4.4 liter motor that they had used up to that point with a five liter V8 and the five liter V8 is a much better car. It's the two 2010 model, which is which fits my, you know, my theory that 2009 was the best year for Land Rovers for whatever reason. All the ones they made in 2009, those are pretty good.
1: I I will be honest with you and say I have never driven that vehicle. Have you driven that vehicle, that Range Rover Sport 2009? I don't Sport? know if I've ever driven a t-
0: We have a newer one than that. We have like a 2018 one, but I don't think it has the five liter uh, V8 in it. It's the one generation newer than that. But I do know people with this car and they do seem to like it. It doesn't seem that broken down. So
1: so my commentary on that is it's a 2009 and they say that the idea of the article is that it can be driven for decades. So I'm going to call this one unproven.
0: It's a good point. It it may at this point have been driven for a decade, but uh, not decades. They just aren't that old yet
1: yeah so fair enough all right number
0: nine number nine the 20 uh, this is the 11 lr4 or discovery 4 and again it is because it has the five liter v8 i think the common thread here
1: i've heard good things about that moment people seem to like that
0: well and and i i know the 4 the 4.4 4.1 4. depending on what vehicle it was it was real shit right i mean the timing chains would go and the whole motor would explode this car didn't have those problems it has some problems with the turbos or the supercharger i guess right that's a this is a the 5 liter is a supercharged engine i think anyways this is like decades too new for me to know anything about these cars but the uh,
1: the only reference that i am familiar with to the 5 liter is mr vanilla ice you know got my top down in my 50 Mm-hmm. So my hair can blow. Exactly. So right. that yep. mm-hmm. that is the only no, that's the only reference I know. Apparently, to
0: according to this article, problems that owners report is mm-hmm. that the uh, timing chains and engine blows at between 50 and 60,000 so.
1: That seems so, like a minor issue.
0: I don't know that that speaks volumes about decades of driving, but, alright. Number 8 is the 2003 Range Rover. That's a third generation Range Rover. And this was one of the ones that was developed under BMW ownership. It's a, kind of a, you know, BMW sort of one, the L322. And this guy, apparently, it, this is the great year because it had a BMW 4.4 liter V8 engine in this guy. Apparently the problem with this one is that it costs a ton of money in fuel. So, but I guess it doesn't blow up.
1: It doesn't blow well, up, it seems, seems less inconvenient than having yep. it
0: blow up. The <laughs> next one, number seven is a 2004 Discovery 2. Certainly that I would agree with. Almost everyone has a, has like an early 2000s Discovery 4 and they're still running. They may be on their fourth engine, but they're, they're still going. Problems that <laughs> report on on this particular model is oil leaks oil leaks and um, yeah. Hmm.
1: What about the, uh, you know, I feel like the discovery twos are are prone to over. I think so. I think so and 2004 that's a non center diff lock uh, model. I think isn't it? it may
0: be. I think it's one where you can get the little kit to engage the center diff lock, but it it does not have a, a knobby in the in the cabin for that one. So, that's not mm-hmm. it's not great. Yeah. Number 6 1999 Range Rover 2nd edition or more more popularly referred to as the P38. I know that's your favorite Range Rover because it looks the most like a Ford product.
1: I believe that there are still P38s yeah, yeah. that run, but uh, I would not suggest that as a, a- It's apparently
0: owner's problems are rust, which makes sense, and mixed steering on twisty roads. I don't know what that means. It's a mix of steering and no Mixed. steering.
1: Sometimes it steers, sometimes it doesn't. It's a little bit
0: of that. Number five is the 1998 Discovery One. That's a, that's a popular one. Of course, they're saying 300 TDI mm. is the best uh, one to get. We, of course, couldn't get that one here new, but people have them here now. And, of course, people report oil leaks and that oil can leak into the electrical system and short them out. And then, of course, blown head gaskets are, uh, are a big issue.
1: Oil can leak mm-hmm. into the electrical mm-hmm. system. Yeah,
0: apparently lot. Like highest reported mileage which i think there's ones much higher but 178,000 miles that's not really that many miles that's not i also think there's miles. way more than that number 4 1997 defender and 90 which we're all very 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 familiar with owners report problems are temperamental uh, check engine lights which I mean, I guess, sort of. I mean, it has the Bosch, you know, injection systems.
1: I think the engine lights in this particular case are not necessarily the problem. The yeah, engine they're lights very are very that's, reliable. That's
0: the thing that they're connected to. That's the problem. And owners also report as a problem a, a lack of luxury. So that's that's an issue. Highest huh, mileage? Who would have thought? Who
1: would have thought of that in a utility vehicle?
0: 494,312
1: miles. That's that's That seems like a more, you know, that's a number that you would strive towards. The 100. Yeah. was a nineteen ninety seven. That's a car
0: Defender ninety with a four liter engine with four hundred ninety four thousand miles on it. I would like to see that. I think need some evidence.
1: I have a friend. I have a friend who lives in California and he has one with like three hundred sixty three thousand miles. Yeah. It's a NAS spec D ninety and it is it is it's right, yeah. mostly yeah. rusted away but it he bought it in a junkyard and it was still running and it has wow, like 300 well there you go 000, he's pretty close away. then
0: the next up yeah. is the ever popular 1989 Range Rover Classic this is a vogue here in this article because it's a you know obviously a british leaning it seems or or rest of the world leaning
1: you think these people are prejudiced Towards British, this one again is
0: rust and cracking bores in the 3.9 mm-hmm. liter. Boy, does that happen? That that 3.9 liter, that's many, many, mini, many, mini, many, many cylinder cracks in those uh, cars. It just that's how that's how a lot of them go out. So this one. It says maximum mileage, 144,000 miles. That's not possible. I've seen cars with far more than that. I've had a car with more than that, I think. So, okay, now getting number two, getting coming into the home stretch here, the 1963 Series 2A, which makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, it's 60 years old, so it it has to have lasted for decades, right? I feel like that's The only reported problem
0: is declutching and reclutching can be challenging off-road. I don't know what that means exactly, like, is it more challenging on row or less challenging on the row? I don't know. That that doesn't make a lot of sense. That one doesn't make a lot of sense. And Uncle the highest clear. reported mileage a ninety nine thousand miles, which uh, maybe because that's where the speedometer just tops out, and so nobody knows, nobody really knows.
1: It's true. Yeah, the speedometer yes. only has five digits, so uh, <laughs> it can't it. Go Once they get that mileage, that, right? then
0: you park them and you buy awesome. another one. And finally, number one, a nineteen fifty four. Land Rover Series 1.
1: You know, this is one (laughs) I don't agree with. This is one I don't agree with. Yeah. 1954 Series 1 has a Siamese bore engine in it, right? Siamese bore engine is prone to cracking between the middle two cylinders. And for that reason, I feel like the the, the average 1954 Mm -hmm. Series 1 doesn't last as long as, say, a 1956 Series 1, which has a spread bore engine that corrected that problem.
0: Uh, You know, this is the first uh, year that they uh, replaced it with a two liter (laughs) engine. Uh, That's also not true. Is it? 1954? Yeah, late late true. 51, right? No, yeah, it is 51.
1: true. Well, yeah. no, I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. Yeah, 50, 51 yeah, and is that it, the, it, the Siamese bore 2 liter. No, I don't. It, it said it you, replaced you the 1.4 liter.
0: Right? Of course, it isn't 1.4 liter. It's 1.6 liter, which is the one that I have. Early 51, the last oh, the last wow. of the 1.6, cleaning out yeah. the, the rubbish bin at the factory, those first few 51s got a, a 1.6 liter. And yeah, so this is uh, full mm-hmm. of inaccuracy, mm-hmm. but kind of a fun list. The funny thing is this, uh, the Series 1, probably that owners report may need serious repair due to age which that's that's a fair statement i guess <laughs> any any car i think that's so that's gonna, gonna be true years old and car, uh, the highest way. mileage reported is uh, eighty five thousand mm-hmm. miles i also think that is not correct yeah it feels it feels feels light feels light.
1: it's a little light it's a little light I think their research department needs uh needs some we'll cleaning. put that article in the show notes
0: so if you're interested in uh, checking out the hot cars 10 land rovers you can drive for decades is this
1: article written by ai it was That's i think it was on. generated
0: by ai yeah i mean there's there's the kind of historical inaccuracies in here that just reeks of ai now i don't know oh no it's a gentleman named Lic- uh, nicholas nicholas <laughs> nicholas tickleby <laughs> nicholas tickleby yeah. yeah it sounds real yeah, it yeah, sounds like a real name he's my favorite author
1: <laughs> my favorite author
0: <laughs> so there you go there's the 10 models So uh, if you don't have one of those cars, don't expect decades of use out of your Land Rover.
1: Yeah, those are the only ones. Those are the only ones, yeah, especially that Range Rover Sport. Those are, it's a good car.
0: Well, uh, there you have it. Well, speaking of decades of utility to uh, the Land Rover, we have a super special interview. This is one from the series of uh, Liza and Steve Drive across all of England and Scotland. And by the way, if you haven't checked out the YouTube series yet, all four episodes are out now. So you can get all the way from Scotland all the way down to see our good friend Bob Ives all on the old YouTube. And we would appreciate you doing that.
1: That's That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Take the trip.
0: Check it out and like and subscribe and turn on the notifications and thumbs it up and do all the things. Do all the YouTube things. It really helps us out. And yeah, if you guys like that, we'll continue making it. If you, don't like it just like this podcast it's difficult to get us to stop so you know it's
1: yeah uh, yeah but if you become a patreon we might consider stopping maybe maybe we got enough patrons
0: we might (laughs) we might consider stopping so speaking of utility over the years decades of service this is a very special interview with a very good friend of both of ours in no less than his own home mr michael bishop land rover encyclopedia luminary historian all around good guy and he and I sat down and talked about all the new things that the Landerver Classic Works is working on. So the trophy uh, cool. vehicles of, you know, the, the classic VA Defenders that they're building and uh, the events that they're putting on. And uh, we also had an opportunity to go and do a little bit of off-roading in car number 16. Mike's uh, wonderful 80-inch uh, number 16 pre-production car. And uh, his son and Liza and I went booting around in, uh, you know, he happens to just have like, like a jungle track out the back of his house. House, sort of. So that's you know, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's you know you can you can take the you can take the Michael Bishop out of the factory, but you can't take the factory out of the Michael Bishop. I think is, is what it is. I don't know that he's not constructed that himself in the middle of the night with you know with a with a digger out there. And but it's uh, it was very cool. It was very fun. That is in the episode that's out last week of the uh, on the road series. So if you want to see us uh, booting around in uh, number sixteen with Mister Bishop, then go check that out. But uh, in the meantime, here it is another wonderful conversation with often contributor to the show, Mr. Michael Bishop. All right. Well, we're here in the Bishop abode, which I'm told used to be a a police station, but we're here with the actual Michael Bishop. The, if you will, modern day Roger Craythorne. The uh, one of the luminaries, if you will, uh, oracle of vintage and current Land Rover knowledge. Mike, thanks for having us at the at the house here. Thank you for, for inviting us down to the the mid of, of London on our way down to or the mid of England, rather, on our way down to the south. It's fantastic to see you as always. And thanks for sitting down for a chat. You're very welcome. Brilliant to have you over here. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I'm sorry we couldn't bring Ike, but... You know, oh, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry.
2: How many Nandos are there in the no. UK? You have to, to review. Yeah, That's exactly yeah, yeah. right. Yeah,
0: no, I know. It's funny, on the uh, Facebook group now, uh, folks have been sending us photos of Nando's that they haven't gotten a chance to go to because they're not sure, you know, yeah. given no review yet. They're not sure. You know, it was, uh, it was of course, Bob Ives, who was just in Zimbabwe mm. and uh, shot a Nando's that uh, looks like it's in some kind of a temple or something. Like, I don't mm. know. It's uh, It was very foreboding-looking Nando's, but yeah.
2: Yeah, we should have thought about this in the high country. You got into Wanangata Valley on that drive, yeah, and there yeah. you should have had somehow a Nando's. Somewhere we should have somehow it's thought of. That. Yeah, it's yeah. true.
0: We've often thought about like we should yeah. only do these interviews in the Nessa, yeah, a- uh Yeah, find a willing Nando's and get it going. But anyways, well, thank you for having us. And I thought maybe today, uh, as as you, you know, you're, you've you've reached I think like contributor status on the show. <laughs> we're gonna have the Mike Bishop segment here fairly uh, fairly soon, I think. But I thought maybe an interesting thing to talk about because you were there. Ike and I chatted a wee bit about the Packington Ford Show festival gathering and the fact that there was you know so many pre production cars there. It's, you know, it looked like an everyday occurrence. You just it was like the parking lot at the factory back in the 1940s. So I thought maybe we could start with first of all, sort of a recap in your mind of some of the amazing cars that were there, some of the counts of what people had, and then just generally sort of your impression of some neat things about that show. And then and then we can you know, see where we go, see what else we end up chatting about.
2: Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. So the, the Packington event was, you know, yeah one of these events is just on a on a pinnacle above something else. And with yeah, the 75th anniversary, yeah, it had to be done that way. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the, the guys at the club got in touch early and I was like, what do you think about this and that? And we said, sort of said, well, if you're going to do this, we're going to do pre-pros, we have got to do the right. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Got to do all those really cool th- things and celebrate those stories. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, there's, you know, hundreds of things, thousands of things you could celebrate. There's tracked vehicles, there's floating vehicles. <laughs> yeah, there's right, right, Forest Rovers, there's all this stuff. Yeah. But obviously, focused this time on Series 1s, we, yeah. we kept it to the Ford because that's... Famously where Arthur Goddard and Johnny yep. Cullen took Huey through on right. original launch footage on Movie Tone News right. back in the day. The idea was just get people to enjoy and drive, have that experience, yep. drive through the Ford. Yeah, very cool. Yep.
0: How many of the pre-production cars actually went through?
2: Well, that's a that's a good question. Yep. I suspect probably number number three, Tim probably would have took number three through on a drive. Yep. Mike would have taken number 14. It's Mike River. Yeah. 14, definitely. Yep through yeah I didn't honestly count because yeah, I yeah. was I was there with with number seven and number 16 yeah. and then you know Huey was there and we had yeah. the curator Amy came from the museum and we yeah. had to get Huey right as car number one for the big photograph right. lineup because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. obviously right. where it starts you right. can't get earlier than Huey Right. That's right. Um, even though some people think otherwise. That's yeah, great. yeah. It's <laughs> a story
0: for another time. That's yeah. a story. That's a, that's a debate for another time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's know. right. Yeah, I didn't have placards for number seven to say this is minus four or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so we got Huey into position and we did this. Yeah, you know, line up of the pre pros, and we did it in a slightly different way. We lined them up by registration number. So we mm-hmm. had the, uh, you know, the GWD, mm-hmm. which are the first registered yep. vehicles. We had the GWDs and Huey together, and then we had the HNXs and mm-hmm. number seven, which is SNX, mm-hmm. together, had them sort of flanking, you know, the entrance, and then somewhere around about 350 Series 1s lined up behind wow. them, and then the hall in the background. Wow. Now, I haven't seen any main pictures. I mean, they had a professional photographer yeah, there. Yeah. They had, obviously, people with drones and good cameras and all kinds of things. Yep. But I'd love to see one of those shots when oh, it comes absolutely. through because, hey, yeah, the geek in me wants to count how many series <laughs> ones are actually what in that you line-up. you really going, yeah. go, go that way, yeah. park up there. But, yeah, it was an incredible lineup, And also, it's, it was it was free-range. Apart from the pre pros it was free-range. It wasn't okay. anybody sort of... Right. Saying, well, you're a Tickford, you have to go over there, right. or you're a, you know, right, and right, pick right. up and just give it a go over there. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's just like, and it was, a, that was, that was great yeah, and, and fun to do and reminiscent of the 50th when we were at Hall mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those years ago.
0: And they had the same sort of shop, The same sort of setup. And mm-hmm. how many more pre-production cars have shown up since then? How many more have been, have sort of come out of the woodwork since 25 years ago? Really, only only as a full operating vehicle. Really, only number seven. Just number seven. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean the remains of five has or bits of five have, have appeared, mm-hmm. but that's you know that's that's a long and complex story. Right, as is finding some of these rare cars.
0: As you right. know, is a long and complex story. Mm-hmm. Putting a mummy back together. You find a finger in things every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Suddenly the
2: rest of it might appear. It not. It might have that's been right. strapped, but that's we right. don't know. But at least you can put a, a pinpoint on, okay, so that kind one of has it was. sort of stopped there.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: And that's that's about it. I mean, these, people don't realize you know, how well-researched these vehicles are and you know see how rare they are yeah that's right that's right
0: and you know where every single one of them we had lunch we went to sam your son is grilling you on where all of them are and it is amazing your recall for who's got it and where it is and what's going on with it and how many are you know it sounds there's still more than half of them are still sort of have have kind of disappeared or are unfound maybe some of those are scrapped but some of them are just unknown so that there's a chance that every barn door you open that there could be you never know there could be a pre-production there's a strong chance there. i think yeah
2: i i wouldn't be surprised if another one
0: appears mm-hmm. as in
2: sort of you yeah, know number seven style but yeah bang yeah, yeah. out
0: it comes there it is all of a sudden it's yeah, just there, there yeah
2: there, and that wouldn't surprise me at all
0: well and number seven was found like just down the road from the factory right like it yeah, hadn't yeah. it, it it wasn't that far away it was mad it was sort of like just at the end
2: of the runway of Birmingham Airport. Yeah. Like, we'd all flown. If you'd been into Birmingham Airport, you would have flown over number seven so much. <laughs> it's just crazy. Wow. Yeah.
0: You think you've got generations of a Land Rover staff flying over that car and yeah. wondering
2: where it was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that guy, you look out the window, and go, imagine sure. if I saw a Land Rover in the back. Yeah, imagine, you know, imagine <laughs> if one day the pilot took a sort of slightly wrong turn someone would have been going,
1: oh my God, look at that car. Look at that dude's back out. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: yeah, that is really, it's an incredible story. Now, maybe that's a good thing to chat about. The condition that that car was in when you found it so first of all I guess how did you find that car we've talked about this a little bit before Mm. but like where did that information come from that somebody did somebody turn up at the factory and said hey we've got we're moving and we've got this old Land Rover you guys interested or where where did that information come from
2: so for me it James Taylor called me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'd yeah. been
0: obviously the think... famous Land Rover researcher, not the uh, folk singer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do like uh, to think that they're the same person. That yeah, that's an know, interesting
2: know? twist in yeah. itself, isn't it? I
0: don't know if James Taylor can play guitar or if James Taylor knows anything about Land Rovers, but I'd like to get the two of them together. Yeah, would know?
2: be fun. Yeah. But anyway, the Rover historian, James Taylor, gave me a call. And it was a week after we'd ended Defender. Right. right.
0: right. And so in about 2016, sort of 20 years. Yeah. February, yep. February yep. 2016.
2: Yeah. You know, so because of the 29th of January, yeah. we did the last Defender. A week or so later, yeah. it would all come down. And I was sort of still on that slight buzzy high to yeah. sort of yeah. get when you're on events. And James, James always... Emails, he he never, he very rarely sort of calls and says, Guess what? So, as soon as the the phone rang, and I was just getting some takeout Thai from down the road, (laughs) and I was in this Thai restaurant about to get you ordered a takeout, and it's like, Yeah, the wife was hungry, and that, and James rang, and it's like, Right, this is serious.
1: No matter which Taylor is in this, you're taking (laughs) this call, yeah,
2: yeah. So he took the call and it was basically the conversation was like you're never going to believe this. I think number seven's appeared and of course I said really? I can take that seriously. Have you yeah. got a photo? And he said I'll email you the photos now. So of course I'm on my phone. You know, download, get the photo and I looked at the photo and it was the vehicle in that dilapidated state without yeah. the, without the you know the front wings or fenders yeah. on it and you know a few other features. But I looked at it and I was like yeah that's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 95%, 98% certain that's it. And it was like, tell me more. And basically the story that happened is, it was in this guy's backyard with another series, later 88-inch right, series, yeah. right. and he'd had a property in Wales and uh, he wanted to use the Land Rovers to go to and from this property. And he got hold of number seven from somewhere over, not far from, from central, you know, West Midlands. You know. Yeah. And he, he somehow got hold of it, started to work on it, Made a few mistakes and just, it just sat in the backyard and slowly sank. In sank
0: in. Th- and, th- and, th- 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 and that's where yeah. it's
2: lucky it had a galvanized
0: chassis. Yeah. Otherwise
2: right, it wouldn't man. be there because the, yeah, one of the cross members was completely, ro- well, two of them were completely rotten mm-hmm. out even feet the galvanized. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so. Wow. So uh, that, and the other one, he managed to get going and it was, he was fairly, fairly ripe as well, but he decided to move to this property. Yeah. And I think he was, I think from if I could have, either selling the property or renting it out mm-hmm. or whatever the yeah. one, near Birmingham Airport, and the Land Rovers just had to go. So he went to this this guy, Roy, who had a rover restoration business. Oh, he nice. worked, yeah. worked at the factory, yeah. he had a first retirement, set up this rover restoration for yeah. over P6s and yeah. P5s, yeah. Range Rovers, because yeah. he loved that era, that's the era from. from. Yeah. New James from that side. Okay. Of his yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, anyway, it turns up, take the Land Rovers, or getting the scrap man and he was winding up this business because he was going to have his second retirement oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and he sort of looked at it and sort of thought okay well I can and get the land Rovers and I'll make you know I'll make a you know a couple of grand and you know, yeah right and just, yeah, yeah just a quick a quick you know turnover you know maybe scrap them whatever you know yeah so he went over to this bloke's place saw that you know knew what the 88 inch Series one, right. It? But when he looked at number seven, there was the, the there's a feature on the pre-pros where the clamp for the steering the steering box, the galvanised one, it's made out of three parts, mm. and it does look a little bit bizarre because you look at it and you think, actually, from engineering point of view, why did they have to make it out Wha- three? Why? <laughs> right, to, right. And it's a very and he looked at that and he's like, there's something about that. Yeah, yeah. it made me think, thing so he rang James up and he said I think I've found this really early one you know and
0: that's that's how it came to me wow yeah wow mm-hmm. and then and then Jaguar Land Rover at the time said well we've got to have that car that's that's something we need back or
2: yeah so there was there was a couple of other things that happened at the same time Blake, who, who got hold of the vehicle, yeah. he, um, he knew a couple of people who worked in the Jaguar side of right. Classic, yeah. Jaguar Classic at the time, yeah. they had a, a little workshop at Browns Lane. Oh, right, okay. he knew, yeah. So he knew one of the technicians in there, being in that, mm-hmm. you know, sort of old car restoration world, so he found out, and then Stuart, who was the sales manager at the time, found out about it. And there was only other, one other guy in the, in the Series 1 club who found out about it, I'm not going to name him, because mm-hmm. he was one of these guys who he came across almost, you know, the perfect opportunity
0: uh yes. yes yeah yeah, yeah and,
2: and right. ever since he's been, you know like i think he's fine with it but um, right right but he's always welcome to come and have a
0: drive if he wants good. You know, yeah yeah, good. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. be that
2: like custodian for 15 20 minutes he's, sure exactly. he's very really welcome to have that
0: right well yeah that's the thing i mean it's yeah. such an important part of land rover history that it almost feels like well, it's something that the you know that the the Land Rover should own. You know, it's a uh, you know it's, it's an important a pretty important car. It is, it is, and you know for some for
2: some reason the stars aligned that day yeah. and that month, and yeah, yeah, yeah number seven, done. yeah, because you think about it, it was you know, we were just starting, we finished Defender, we finished yeah. off with all that Defender celebration yeah. stuff yeah. that I'd done, so it was very topical for it to turn up.
0: Yeah, you it's couldn't crazy. you couldn't write this. Yeah, it's crazy. No, because yeah. I mean, so much of the Land Rover Defender completion sort of thing was all mm. about the. History. History and all about you know how this car you know how the the tie down for the hood was mm. the one part that had carried through there was so much and 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 the you know and the mm. the the celebration line that you put together mm. at the factory of the original eighty inch car and going through and putting on your mm. your coat and going through and all of that sort of stuff it was it was such a neat sort of thing yeah so to have that then sort of the car in all those photos at mm. the Amsterdam show and everything sort of be oh well, it's just. Oh, it's just over here, you know. there yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. you know. Like, what an incredible, yeah. It's just what it, it does. It seems it's sort of fate at that point, right? Something has to have, you know, sort of uh, pushed it in the right way that that it, it it sort of reemerged. That's amazing. So then, what was the process to get that car number seven out of the garden? and into a place where, you know, now you and I have driven it around in Palm Springs and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff, but like, what was that process like from the, you know, from the time that, that you know, you, you dug it out of, out of a garden to the time that it's operable again? What was that process like? Well, so I, we
2: didn't have anything to do with that process because, you know, when, when it was found and, you know, when he was fairly certain that it was an early one, he went and made sure that he got it dug out first mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of closed that loop of the risk of it being going off to someone else. I've got photos of it in the backyard. I didn't yeah. see it in the backyard. I right. saw it at his workshop, which wasn't that far away. It was only right. in, in Shirley, right. which right. isn't that far away from where it was found. But yeah, I think it, you know, from talking to you know people who were involved, yeah, it took <laughs> yeah. some serious, you know, extraction, it was in a yeah. really bad spot to get to with anything that you'd consider normal to extract like a witch right. or a, you know a right. digger or right. it, it, you just couldn't get there so they had to yeah. get shovels out and you, you know and just, just blood sweat and, and tears the- oh, and perfect. all that yeah. yeah
0: yeah no that's fitting well it's a uh, you know to, uh, chatting to Julian about where they found JUE uh, as well sort of mm. in a similar like it was it sort of seemed like it was gettable but if you were to touch it in the wrong way, it wouldn't fall to bits and you'd lose some important piece of something to braking or to something else so the you know the extraction of these very well worn cars to say the least it seems to be is always an interesting an interesting process yeah. and almost always seems to include just a bunch of guys with shovels it's sort of sort of yeah. getting them out and oh, that's that's cool so then so you got it then. And it eventually ended up the classic works and you guys, or Land Rover Classics, and you guys then went through the process of, you know, sort of bringing it to a point where, cause I can't imagine it ran or drove or anything when it came out of the garden, obviously, it hadn't done anything in a long time. What was that, what was that sort of process like?
2: So we had the vehicle for a while and we, we secured it before we had the big lovely right, yeah, building yeah, in yeah, yeah. in Wrighton. And so it, it moved around a few locations first. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that that moving into that facility took a long time. It, you know, then got to the point where you know uh, we wanted to do something with it for the 70th, and so we had it as an unrestored vehicle at that television show thing yeah, we did. For, yeah, we were um, up on the platform. Yeah, with then, Quentin, you know. with Quentin Wilson, and, yep. uh, and that. And then we took it around a few other places. We took it to Sullyhold. Did this this day in the middle of the town square where they celebrated Landrum and the history of Sullyhold, oh, and that oh, mayor of cool. yeah, did yeah, this stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was there and you know, sort of fenced off, but people could look at it. it was very, you know, it'd been in the papers. And that was the last event it was seen. That was probably probably around about sort of this time of year. That was the last time it was seen before it went into this restoration. restoration. And the announcement was we were going to do it in a year. Yeah, so, yeah, it would have been, yeah, probably, yeah, just before August, because we had to get it finished by the following August to launch it as a finished car in the Goodwood Revival right 2019.
0: Yeah, yeah in 19, yeah. Yeah. Right before he right before came to see us in Palm Springs with it yeah. for the Destination Defender... And then nobody saw anybody for a while.: <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
2: yeah that was a bit of a yeah I took it yeah. to I took it to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. They had a little event out there with a pre-reveal of the new defender, right in the Rye building, which yeah. isn't used for motor shows or anything. It was used for this lifestyle show, right yeah, which had lots of. Cool lifestyle stuff. So Landra sort of fitted in there. Right. We put it in there with a new Defender, and then the next event was Palm Springs, California, yep. 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 and I went out to that, and that was amazing, as you, as you well know. Yeah, pretty damn cool. Yeah, and yep. yeah, and then the then the world you know shut down. Yeah, and uh, number seven, number seven came back. I just got it back into the you know in, into
0: storage. Yeah, and then I was away for. And that was it. Yeah, I was here for three months. <laughs> playing with,
2: yeah, getting my, my original Land Rover. <laughs> That's so, right. So, Everybody
0: yeah. was in their own garages working on their own Land Rover. For, for a little while, at yeah, the least, yeah. yeah, yeah, we we lived in our workshop for a little while. There was we only had that one place to go, yeah. So we could go between the house, we could go to the workshop, and that was that was about it.
2: For me, it was here with, with Sam, yeah. and for a little bit, and in the frustration of you know, I'd go out, and the lander would be straight at the back door, yeah. Parts set out, and I'd yeah. go and relax. That's right. It's a nice zen. Yeah, and then I come exactly. back and say, right, okay, can I face you know the three times table
0: or whatever it's it was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I haven't done any of this for four years. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is happening nowadays at, at Land Rover Classics? What are some exciting projects that you guys have on the go and you know, what are some, some neat things? There's always some incredible car that you guys have in. If it isn't a demolished Range Rover from the a James Bond film, it's uh, an old Camel Trophy truck or it's, uh, you know, it's an early 48 uh, you know, uh, a Series 1. But what's something that's really exciting that's going on there right now? Well, the one we did this year, which was very exciting, I think sort of
2: launched to quite a lot of surprise and, Mm -hmm. you know, quite a lot of, you know, very positive thing was the Isla.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Edition. Yeah, yeah we'd yeah, been yeah.
2: working on that for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was a long, you know, sort of build up to that vehicle. Yeah. It was a vehicle that we'd sat down and come up with the ideas and concepts for probably, you know, it was probably, it was definitely during, you know, that sort of that COVID lockdown mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. period, looking at ideas and, you know, that. And the way I looked at it is, you know, when we, when we launched the 70th edition. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was because there was no new defender at the time. Right. That was sort of flying the fag for the whole defender. The whole, yeah. You know, that's nameplate plate right. right. whatever. That's right. yeah. 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 And so it did look like a very much a, like a, you know, a production line yeah. finished vehicle. Whereas yeah. once, you know, New Defender came in, which was great we could start to sort of look at some of these other, you Do know, some stories.
0: niche sort of yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And that's where Trophy One came in. Right,
0: and so, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I love that every, you know, every few, year or so, there's like another, uh, you know, run of Defenders that aren't made anymore that are somehow, there's, there's all <laughs> these Defenders. Like, I just want one day to go into this room where there's 900 new Defenders <laughs> waiting to be turned into some classic work special project. But the Isla Defender now, that is the same sort of classic works. V8, mm. you know, modern drivetrain sort of thing as the Classic Works V8 was, right? It's the yes. s- same sort of drivetrain, but with all this neat now it has, is it? Is it? Is it, is it scotch? Is it gin? What is, is it, it comes with a particular alcohol, the Isla mm. edition or something? Or it comes with a Yeah, a bottle, of...
2: a bottle of Kilheiman Kill, Scotch whiskey yeah, it does. Interesting, yeah. It a, funny enough, it a oh, there, there's a bottle just of... in that <laughs> cupboard <laughs> yeah, 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 right, perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah. perfect. You don't
0: even have to buy the car, it's right there.
2: No, they made 631 of them, just yeah. Uh, yeah, bottles yeah, exactly. of it,
0: yeah. Now, the question Question is, is does it have a sediment cup set of shot glasses to go with it? That's
2: the. Well, it's just, it's just one of the one of the one of the cool things with coming up and you know getting getting inspired with a team. Yeah. And I think one thing I can safely say about classic now it's you know it's still a relatively new business compared yep. to you know JLR or Land Rover as a sure. brand or whatever yeah, you do yeah. as a whole. But you know you can see the maturity that's come into it. You know Rave. you know those early days when we we're sort of you know it was a new business yeah. even though it was in you know the you know the, under the umbrella of an you know an old OEM it was right. a new business the Isle of vehicle shows you know that we can take an idea like that work with it as a team and mm-hmm. produce something which is really good yeah. and yeah okay yeah, it comes with a bottle of alcohol which is yeah. isn't really what you should be no, we don't do that. That's a good point,
0: actually. I hadn't even yeah. thought about it until you said that. No, no no, no. No, 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 it's fine. I, no,
2: it's no, fine. but, yeah, you know, fine. obviously, yeah, yeah. But
0: to be enjoyed responsibly. To be enjoyed course. responsibly.
2: Yeah, so Once you drive home and yeah. finish the day, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you
0: can it, get yeah. a... Yeah, you can yeah. sit out in your uh, garden and uh, enjoy the uh, scotch while looking at your uh, new Defender. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your new old Defender. Your new old Defender. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, speaking of new old Defenders, so... The Land Rover uh, Trophy Defender Trophy. How how's that going? Because I mean, it it seems to be just fantastic. I've seen lots of photos from the events as as all these cars are going out. Now this is its is this the third iteration, the third year or whatever is that you've a second. done second. Only a second, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how was that? How was this most recent one? That was awesome. We talked to Dimbleby re- just a little bit about it. He said it was a ton of fun
2: yeah but. it was really really good i mean the uh, the first one was also brilliant mm-hmm. obviously the first one was easter when it was yep. it had that very hot week in the uk and right. yeah the top of the you know castle view looked a little bit like sort of some of the surrounding <laughs> africa <laughs> africa or something it was that dry yeah and it was lovely but you know i suppose yeah because easter you're used to it being muddy and yeah, difficult yeah. And that. it was dry yeah. so it wasn't as complex as it as it as it yeah, to be expected, but it was still right. brilliant. Right. Uh, whereas this one, being a new location, being somewhere you didn't know, the tracks weren't quite as. It was yeah. just it was an estate for hunting, and they were able to create some really good sort of camel trophy esque G four nice. esque nice. You know events yep. and. Tasks and trials and everything, of which you know, I got I got roped into being the uh, last competitor again, which, of which course, was yes, fantastic. Yeah. And um,
0: did you take your high capacity Defender trophy or, or Land Rover trophy vehicle with you? Yeah,
2: well, I had a second one. So oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So the, the the one which we actually did paint in sandblaze. Yeah, first yeah. One. The second one was a left-hand drive with you know the the stickers down the side of twenty or so you know countries where Land yeah. Rover has been doing adventures around the world for yeah. decades and decades. Yeah. And we put that down the side and very cool. And yeah, out, out I went and. <laughs> you know, tried not to win, and you know, it's so right, this right, was, right, right. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, that's super cool. That's super. So, who were some of the Camel Trophy folks that that were involved in that? Were there, a couple, there was the I days were a couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon
2: and Mark, yeah. Abdul so, Bee yeah. was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, I think Johnny Nickel, mm-hmm. who he, he was there trying to think obviously so yeah. i know them all i know them, i know them all so well yeah
0: well that's, oh, yeah, right. that's it's, right it's like yeah. old home week, so. yeah that's right and then of course yeah the organizers of that are the the g4 folks folks that did that event yes or
2: well it's basically you know from from the actual driving dynamic event yeah you know mark and simon yeah mark and simon yeah. yeah and you know obviously on the same same sort of well-known and loved themes but mm-hmm. yeah you know, say when you got a when you got a fresh. Site and nobody knows where, the, where anything is, or if that, you know, obviously, you know, Easter, yeah, that, that for me, that was there was, was one obstacle in Easter, you know, the big concrete H, yes, yeah. And, you know, so, there's an obstacle you know, on that when we went and did that on the previous trophy event, it was a blindfold, so, that, <laughs> so the driver had to be blindfolded. Of course, I've yeah. driven that a million times, right? You know, right, right. and I, I went through it. And got to the end. There were some young instructors at the end. They said, "How the hell did you do that so quickly?" And <laughs> I was like, yeah, "I've done that. Yeah, I, can do right, I can do a blindfold." Do a blindfold. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this side was was great because there was right. none of that, you know? Right. Right. And you know, we could do things a little bit differently. Do things. There was one which was a dynamic drive of a, of a point to point sort of like in rally driving style with yep. list nodes. Yeah. However, they mucked up. The course, I mean you had to get to a sign, and you got to a sign, and the sign changed and said, "Okay, so you got to look for you know, almost like about three words around it. You got to look yeah, yeah. For this version right. of the pace notes. So you're sort of there, uh, flicking through, trying to. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we've got to go that way. And uh, that was that was quite good because it was a time trial. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and it was reasonably quick, but the pace notes were always mucked up.
0: And so, so yeah. it's not as easy. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, and it, it was off road. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think that you know more events that sort of harken to the you know the sort of legacy of things like Camel Trophy. You mm. know, of things that are in the spirit of something like Camel Trophy is mm. is fantastic. You know, I think the fact that you guys are doing things mm. uh, you know like the you know Defender Trophy and thing that is super cool. I mean, I think that giving people an opportunity to experience, obviously, the days of going to Sabah, Malaysia, we were Mm -hmm. talking to Duncan Barber about this, and bushwhacking around in the jungle and things, that's uh, a different time, Mm -hmm. you know? I I think that there's not the opportunity geopolitically to do things like that anymore. I don't think they're from a conservation standpoint. It's not palatable to do or even allowed to do some Mm -hmm. of those things, but I think having you guys be able to host these events, both here and the ones that that are happening Mm -hmm. in the United States Mm, with the the new cars to give people the sort of flavor of what the vehicles are capable of of sort of you know being able to say i watched those camel trophy videos or i watched those g4 videos or trek videos or whatever back in the day and i'm going to go and sort of have a go at it myself i think is just incredible and that that You know, Land Rover is part, GLR is part of doing that and sort of leading that charge is is exceptional. I mean, it's really, it's really fantastic. It's really cool. Well, it's part of the, you know, to on a phrase, part of the DNA. You can't, you
2: almost can't not do it if you're offering vehicles like that. Right. Yeah. You know, you've got this, you know, fantastic, you know, off road product. Right. You you sort of, it's got to come with an event, doesn't it? That's right. That's
0: exactly right. Yeah, I think we were at uh, the the classic uh, works there what a number of years ago, and sort of saw all of those sand glow cars. You know, at a, at a Land Rover facility, it had been a long time since the last time a sand glow car had come out of anything close to special vehicles. So it was yeah. it's pretty neat. It's neat to see that continued, and you know,
2: it's pretty cool. It was pretty cool, and then of course now the, the the gray ones are starting to come. Yeah, so yeah. The, the islas. Yeah, so we finished the yeah obviously the trophy twos. Yeah. Islas are coming through now. Yep. Which is great because they they're going to look, you know, it's going to look like a whole pile of old series vehicles in grey limestone. That's you know? right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's going to be really really cool
0: that's so cool and so what about the uh, series continuation lines the restoration business how's that going if somebody wanted to bring you their classic uh, Land Rover in whatever shape it may be in is that still a business you guys are doing you're still you'll still take an old car and do a restoration or are you focused mostly now on these sort of addition cars
2: the focus is is more on the additions be I, mm-hmm. and on the Jags I've so done this vehicle right. the yeah. ZP yep. which ZP, is based yeah. on a yeah. track day E-type story yep. and so we, that's where the main focus is right. on 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 there. Yeah, it's not to say we we wouldn't mm-hmm. if, if something comes along and uh, it inspires us and, and the timing works. The main, yeah. th- the main main tricky bit is the timing. Right. And in all honesty, you know, somebody comes in and says, "I've got this." You know, I've got you know number seven again. You say, right. So Just say that happened with, hypothetically right. speaking. Yep. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a no, but it'd be like, okay, we've got a time slot. In however many years in time. Right. Yeah. Right. We can't really quote you because we don't know what the world's going to be right. like right. then. Right. We'd sort of just give you a feel. It might be around about this kind of figure. Yep. But to be honest... You'll have to wait.
0: Sure, yeah. yeah. But if it's something where it's, like you say, like it is one of those yeah. vehicles where, you know, maybe the pedigree of the car or something is increased by having Land Rover itself do the, right, it might be worth it. But if I have a Series 3 that I bought from my mate down the street and it just needs a new galvanized chassis and stuff, probably not the right. Thing. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 I mean, people have been through and they've seen we've done
2: various things, including, you know, a few bespoke Series 3s and mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. They've been on tours. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. And it's fantastic to do them. Yeah. But yeah, it is, you know, it's as much as fun it is, you know, the classic's got its, you know, it's found its niche, what it yeah, does. that's right. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's best to focus on those.
0: For sure. And yeah. I think that, you know, it, it's so fantastic that manufacturers mm. have, in general, I think, embrace this idea of continuation cars, edition cars, whatever you want to call it, mm. right? Having those classic vehicles that they are famous for that isn't, selling the brand new car, Mm. but to a certain segment of the Mm. fan base is the car they've always wanted. Mm. And they probably already have one or two or three or four of the new cars, but they've always wanted that classic two-door Range Rover. They've always wanted a classic Defender, but, owning several classic defenders, ownership is something that is in acquired taste <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And if, you know, your daily driver is a brand new Range Rover jumping into a, you know, a nineties defender, you know, it's, it a bit, it's a bit of a change, but if you could have one, you know, with a fantastic engine and with a great automatic transmission and with everything that comes with the, the classic works cars, it makes, it makes total sense, you know, it makes total sense. Indeed, no. It's all it's all good fun, and seeing that Isla Vehicle come to life, I have
2: to say it was a it was a pretty memorable one. Very, it, cool. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I you have to tell me where all of these uh, Defenders, all these classes. There's a whole pile of Defenders. There'll <laughs> be Defenders forever. You have no, a, there's no
2: there's no mythical sort of pot uh, of Defenders. <laughs> there there is. A, we do have to go to the you know and go and source vehicles, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, it's, it's it's not getting none of that's easy. Right. None of, I mean, in all honesty, when you're into specialist vehicles, you know, one of the reasons why you'll do it is because it's not easy. Right. Yeah, it's a right. challenge, isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, to go and get that or get it restored or get it okay. fixed or whatever, yeah. whatever vehicle it is. And that's, you know, definitely part of the inspiration, us. aside from, you know, reliving these stories, be it, you know, trophies or, you right. know, land-driven name stories or,
0: or you know jaguar zp track day cars or right. whatever it is right well i think that again and you know i've said that before but that's such a cool thing about it is not only are you buying this interesting car that you know mm-hmm. is some but you're buying all experience along with yeah. it you know you're buying the opportunity to go and actually do something with it that is you know makes a memory and then does something noteworthy and is you know is a is a, is a fun thing to do you know yeah. it's not just a neat car that you have parked up in the driveway but it's something that you've gone and then actually done something with which which i think is great you know, there's there's too many folks out there, I think, buying, you know, fancy off-road vehicles and things that have never, will never touch the dirt, you know. Even classic Land Rovers, there's a few yeah. folks that don't like getting them rained on. So, you know, that's not, you know, hey, each, their each their own. Each
2: And the other thing we've done recently, we, we did one earlier, just before I went to Australia. Yeah, mm, it was. Or well, just after. Either way, we started doing bespoke off-road drive
0: events. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah and we've done a few you know bespoke you know road drives with with e types and bits and pieces but we did these off road drives where people could come along and we'd do a convoy and they could move through the iterations you know the series with the dells and you know, yeah. special the series 2, and you know mm-hmm. my, my old range right were, that's you know, right. right yeah that's right and but you also got an opportunity for a demonstration in number seven or a demonstration we've got we've got range of a chassis number one now in
0: the collection right.
2: so oh. it's doing demonstrations in that over concrete obstacles you know not splashing through the mud right or Anything, but you know these these incredibly iconic you know sort of cars on a pedestal right you know let's see how it works yes let's yeah. see what it does you know and, you know animal. people just like in a way, like, you know, this is, this is range of a chassis number one. Yeah, this is range this of This is it, yeah.
0: This is it. Yeah. I know I got an opportunity to drive a, a D-Type race car, and they said, "Well, oh, this car is worth a million and a half pounds, so take it easy in the corners. Why am I allowed to drive this? Like, this shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be letting people drive this, but they're like, no, no, that's what it's for. It's, you know, it's here to do that, and, uh, you know, yeah, there's only X number of these and whatever, but, you know, just be careful. So you know, they don't let you drive by yourself. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is pretty cool. And it's great that JLR does that, that they, you know, are as passionate about people not just looking at the cars sort of quietly in a museum, but experiencing. You know, that's 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 what makes it so great. Is actually to get out there and ride around in an 80 inch and realize that like, oh, this is the most this is the most fun car I've ever been in. You know. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And we made the one thing we wanted to make it absolutely sure was that it wasn't. You know, when when you go and you do your LRE days and you're, you know you're trying to instruct someone on best practice. Right. You know, say okay, let's not approach this obstacle that way because we'll get stuck. Right. If you peel that a little bit of that away, and if some so if someone gets stuck. It's not the end of the world, is right. it? You know, yeah, actually so just gotta was- winch them out. So we did we did do that. So there was some funny moments, getting things stuck, you know, they'll get stuck and go, What are you gonna do? Well you're gonna have to pull that out with the ranger behind. And yeah. And creating that sort of story that that's wasn't right. just about no, you drive it this way and yeah, yeah, we'll don't do go down do there, don't, don't do that. Do that. That's, yeah, right. We'll, that's right. Let's make it a little bit, uh, a little bit of mischief.
0: Yeah, and I, again, I think that's that's part of the that's mm. part of the thing when they when they tell you we better turn up with the proper wellies because you're gonna get money. You have to get out of the car. You're yeah, gonna yeah, do, yeah, you yeah. know. It's like my father and I went to Easter Castle once, and they sort of said, "Oh, did you do you have a do you have rubber boots? You need yeah. have wellies. You need yeah. you'll need that here." Yeah. And he sort of said. No, I didn't bring that. Gotta, and so we had to get him some, and sure yeah. enough, we're around in the mud, and it was great. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. So. Well, Michael, it has, as always, been nothing but a pleasure to uh, spend time and to uh, chat and mm-hmm. continue your, your Land Rover uh, knowledge community give back, which is, uh, like I say, it is, there, is, there is no replacement for you these days. I hope uh, Land Rover keeps you hermetically sealed somewhere, <laughs> as all that knowledge is very valuable to, uh, to all of us who, uh, who love these cars. I think I have to take you on as my agent now. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, well, we're gonna deal, yeah, well, we're gonna
0: deal. Well, thanks <laughs> Mike for having us here in the house and for, for hanging out and, and for everything that you that's do right. for the community and for the show and for everything else. So.
2: No, you're very welcome, very welcome anytime.
0: The next thing, you need to come and do a Death Valley trip with Ike and I and out in the middle of, of nowhere and we'll, we'll promise JLR that we won't lose you, so.
2: I think from the, yeah, the, the feedback I got from the high country trip from some people, you know, right up through the business, like, <laughs> that was awesome you know, do that again. So I'm sure they'll release me for Death Valley or anywhere else you want to sort of
0: Excellent. throw me in the deep end. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's let's do it. Well, thanks again, Mike. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, fantastic to spend some time at the Bishop Abode, a great place and full of land rovering bits and all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was really fun having lunch with he and his son and uh, just hanging out and uh, getting a little getting a little quality Michael Bishop time.
1: Yeah, super great. Uh, love that guy. Very, a very generous fellow, both with his time and uh, expertise. So uh really appreciate him uh, giving yeah, us this Yeah, we're going to
0: hopefully have him over here at some point in the in the coming year and uh, do some exciting off-road adventuring. Maybe he'll drive the Freelander. We'll see. I don't know. Depends. Maybe,
1: maybe someone maybe, will drive yeah, the Freelander.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe. Speaking about cars on fire, yeah. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Did no, it burn down yet. Not yet. Well, at that, Perfect. if you Perfect. need some uh, rebel merch, if you need some standard underpowered hour merch, uh, or if you just feel like uh, taking a peruse through tiny Ike stickers, head on over to our.com You can purchase all your uh, merch there. Still working on those Ike and Linus twelve inch action figures, but the manufacturing company uh, promises that uh, as soon as they're able to uh, miniaturize the uh, denim overalls, that uh, we'll uh, we'll have a we'll have a prototype. So working on that now. We'll yeah, be yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. No, it'll packaging. be like a it'll be like a, a sex toy. It uh, comes in a a brown paper bag and uh, it's labeled not Ike and Linus action figures. That's right. So yeah, you'll get that in uh, Mm -hmm. four to six weeks. So with that, Ike, as always, it has been a fantastic pleasure to chat with you. Hopefully your Land Rover will last several decades and we'll talk to you next week.